0: what's up thanks Ooh. for having me on
1: of course you know thanks, thanks for, for coming, coming
0: on. on well i'm a regular listener from day one
1: i appreciate that we love to hear that you know we yeah. uh you're leading the pack you and uh and a few are strongly dedicated to hearing what uh we've got to say
0: well, I like what you have to say, but the the hard thing is being such close friends with you guys, it's it's weird to not be able to jump in and chat. So I'm I'm grateful to be able to do that now.
1: Yeah, well if there's any topics that we've touched on before that you'd like to revisit and give us your uh your two cents, then please yeah, do you, you know, like do you disagree with any of our or... points
2: of view.
0: <laughs> you know, I really hold back from texting you nonstop. Uh, while I'm listening. That's the truth. But this morning, I was at the gym and I was listening to your comment about how Mexico or no, Japan could potentially, like, you know, be a little bit elitist by not including people. And it reminded me of the dead going to Egypt. And, you know, who could do that? So um, very few. That's what I wanted to text you. I have no other comment on that. beside that, no, you're right.
1: That's a good no, and point. It's the same. It's the same with Mexico. You know, <laughs> like there is a lot of animosity. I think out there uh towards fish directly, and the people who go to Mexico from people who choose not to, can't afford to. You know, because it's jealousy, and there's all kinds of arguments that people throw around. That like, why spend so much money to see a band that you could see like at walnut creek and spend a 20th of the amount of money and that other 19th you could be donating to charity
0: it's true and everyone yeah. can
1: and it's like true why not do
0: both i yes or one or the other whatever suits you like i think exactly. they've always done a good job at you know having options for everyone
1: it's I interesting
2: agree. you bring that up because i listened back to that the other day and I know I was the one saying, oh, they won't do Japan because, you know. But Jack, your point, like they cannot play small venues, right? It's not possible for them to play in a tiny, you know, venue like they did in Europe, like they did in Japan, right? These like experiences are super intimate, going back to their roots. Like why wouldn't, like it would be, Interesting for them to revisit that experience, and the only way they can is by doing something like that, which is precisely what your point. But I just wasn't really willing to hear it at the time. Yeah, I like agree. I,
1: I can't wait to hear "Drift While You're Sleeping" in like a 500 person theater. That'd
0: be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I happen to like that song, and yeah, I'm me too. excited to share it. Sure. I was alone in, in Detroit last year everyone went to the bathroom during that song. And I, I was in a good place. I didn't have to go. And it was just me and Drift while you're sleeping. And I embraced it and I really enjoyed it. And it had lots of like twists and turns that I really enjoyed that I, I sort of always would. I'm, I'm trying not to be jaded. And I think you guys talk about that a lot. Like when we all got, well, I'm a little later and we could talk about that. But when we were going to shows in 3.0, every show was the best show ever. You know, this was before, like I, I was so naive. Like I was like, great there. The encore is character zero. I love character Zero. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I feel like, I, I mean, I think mm-hmm. we, but I, at least I went through a phase where I was kind of a little, compl- I mean, I'd seen a lot of shows, so I, I was selective and picky. And and now I think I'm at a point where I'm just grateful. And Fraser, you said that quite a bit in this podcast and that, and that's sort of how I feel. Like I'm, I'm taking it as it comes, and I I, I like it all. I'm just so happy to still be going the way we all go together. And it's it's about, like, the best experience. You know, I'm not listening back to the shows the same way I used to in 2010, um, you know, and, and like, be, like, on a plane, just relax, like, on another planet to a jam. But, like, when I'm there at the shows, it's the best time ever.
2: Uh, We... I struggle with it. I know Jack does. We talk about it all the time. We don't want to be jaded. I mean, we are so grateful. It's just like we're spoiled. You know, it's just absolutely the best night of music and continues to be. But, there, you know, there was something interesting that Kravitz said that made me chuckle. He said, when you are at a show and you feel like something's off, you know, or it didn't deliver, and you leave there with that sensation. And then you criticize yourself being like, look, that was like incredible. It's better than any other band out there. Like, why am I being critical? He said quite pointedly that like, it's because you know what they can do. And so it doesn't necessarily make you jaded. And it's important to like, watch how you feel. But like, it's because you just know how magical it can be. And sometimes you're not going to get that magic every time. And it's like a little bit, you know, like we're chasing that magic. I know I am. Like every show I go to, it's like this could be the most crazy night of music of my entire life.
1: And that's what draws yeah. us back. Yeah. To keep going and going. That's how we can see them four nights in a row. That's how we can see them 13 nights out of 16 nights. Like we just want to – we don't want – there's FOMO. And there's the opportunity of like the greatest thing you've ever experienced. You never know when it's going to happen. Is it going to happen on Sunday? Is it going to happen on Tuesday? Is it going to happen on Saturday? Who knows?
2: That's why you have to go to a whole run. You can't just go to a smidge of a run because then you're worried you're going to miss the Friday show or the Sunday show and that's going to be the banger.
1: Yeah. I mean, so many, you know, comments I read or have read about Hollywood where like, a dude went to Friday. He like Mm. chose Friday over Saturday and he's like, it was great. But like Saturday was literally like set list porn blowing loads in my ears. And I wasn't there. And like, that's one of, I have huge regret for not showing up to that. But at the same time, like just, he's going to be at the next one and he's not going to miss it. You know, that's what's for sure. One of the greatest allures of this band. Is that anything can happen, harpua? Anytime it could happen
2: when you least expect it. But then, in every show, there's an amazing moment that makes the entire thing worth it. Even if you want to leave feeling like, oh, you know, that wasn't the best show I've ever seen in my entire life, which no show can't. Like, very few shows are going to top the last best show in your in your book, right? But then, like, you're like, man, like that 2001 just went deep, you know, and it makes the whole show anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean those shows in Shoreline when they were moved from from the fire, those were like the best shows like possibly ever that one show like it was insane. So who, you know, that's like 15 years into me seeing Fish. But yeah. Fish
2: plays off adversity like that. Like yeah. you will, you know, we're starting to see a pattern, at least I am noticing and people might have noticed it a long time ago. But like when there's when there's a change in the plan or some sort of minor adversity, whatever it is, they bring it hard. And I think of, like, uh, uh, the Dark Side of the Moon show. Like, I wasn't there. But, you know, that's a situation where it's like, hey, here's not a sold-out venue. No one's making this trek. They're all going to the next venue, skipping, going up north. And then they just do that, right? And it's like that's the magic that they do all the time. Like, those t- uh, the shoreline shows, you know, they it's bought their- it
1: it's their like communication with their community with their fan base it's like they've built up this like hype over 40 years of like make sure you don't miss this one cuz we might do this <laughs> or we've done yeah. that before so like if you miss it you might miss something good or you might miss nothing or you <laughs> might see the best show ever you never know <laughs>
2: and they've was they've that done- shoreline Was that Shoreline Show, the Forbin Show?
0: That was the Forbin Show, and then well, they opened the second set with lizards, and then it was that crazy Soul Planet. Yeah, Um, Mm. and I think was the encore that night, like Fee and Wilson. I I think think so. I'm pretty sure. Um, Like it was just a crazy, amazing night, and they like you know they stuck the landing so hard, and it was amazing.
1: Yeah, Fee yeah. and Wilson, and they closed yeah, yeah. that second set with Hood. They <laughs> closed the first set with Moon Age Daydream. Yes. You know, there was a way in there. There was, I mean, Glide, Colonel Forbin, Mockingbird is like how, what else could you ask for to Can't open ask show? Can't for anything more. Can't
0: for anything else. I know, I still have um, Forbin on my driveway because the spray paint from that, from our sign went through the sheet. <laughs> and is now permanently on the pavement. it's still there even after a winter wow <laughs> it's just I, I love know,
1: that. that was that was that the feeling of holding up that sign <laughs>
0: yeah
1: for the entire run of the gorge that's right beforehand and then going down to shoreline i think they i mean obviously they saw it at the gorge right well,
2: that's what i was gonna say do you think they saw the sign and and Bust, you know for
1: sure they saw the and sign, and then yeah. you know you could see when they came out, right? They saw the sign again, and there's even like footage of Trey going over to Mike, I think, to Fishman, to Fishman, yeah. and he like points up at the sign. He's like, "It's here again." <laughs> there's
0: those
2: guys, and we brought their foreman.
1: Yeah, and so they went into it, and then what do we do? Jump hug.
0: Oh my god, jump hug! I know. I love jump hugging
1: there's (laughs) only there's only one other time where we saw it. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. The jump track.
1: Yeah. That was, uh, that was a great new year's. I mean, they've, they've, we've seen a lot of new year's shows together.
0: Sure. have seen a lot of
1: MSG shows together.
0: I
2: remember Dan the, um, when you got to do undermine a few years ago and, and Trey was on talking about, um, how, you know, obviously they have such a wide catalog of music, but they have to narrow it down and make sure they're tight across stuff. And that's why kind of the Forbin's like they saw it at the gorge, right? They're probably like, hey, we should maybe like, we should do Forbin, you know, and then <laughs> probably everyone had to kind of go, okay, like, let me, you know, get my head around Forbin. And then they, that's, you know, that's why you get it like a few shows later, right?
0: yeah I mean exactly. Forbin's like a rush song, you can't just break it out like Wolfman's brother. you know I think <laughs> right. everyone has to do their homework. they have to practice it together, yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> I love that yeah when was your your first show was it in at Darien?
0: Yeah, my first show was at Darien in two thousand nine I was a a late bloomer, you know. Fish came into my life late. I I was like, you know, into grunge music and my dad's music, which was Bob Dylan and Elton John, all of that stuff, the Beatles. And and grunge music got me into like heavier music, like Guns N' Roses, Metallica, um, Ozzy, who all had like incredible electric lead guitar players. But, um, you know, and I got really into that, like, guitar, gymnastics, Dan Halen. But my gateway to fish is 100% Dave Matthews' band. And at summer camp, like, mid-90s, I got into Dave from my older counselors. And Dave was, like, big for me in, in many ways. Like, I love his lyrics. Um, the acoustic playing at Live at Luther College, you know, that double album for me was huge. And if you think about, like, what I'm – sort of known for in the pop world, like acoustifying pop songs. It's very much like that Dave percussive style. But Dave was the first artist where I was like, I mean, I was going to tons of concerts, but where I was going to multiple nights, my parents were letting me drive to Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, even Buffalo. Um, I was experiencing a band like jamming, changing the set list. Like obviously in hindsight, they were changing it nowhere near to what Fish does. But at the time, like I'd never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing with Dave was it was the first time I was ever getting stoned at concerts, and like getting stoned at that age was the best thing ever you know, <laughs> like high school high, camp high, you know, energetic, everything is awesome. the world is your oyster um no worries and and I just had the best time at those shows, and I was you know, they were taking me to like another level. And I saw probably like over 50 shows at that time. And um, later in like the late nineties, a counselor from summer camp was giving me a ride into Toronto. And, and he was a big fish head, like early nineties fish head, like 93. And, um, and he played, I mean, he was like, you know, his, his mission of that drive was to convert me. And he was playing uh, Divided Sky for me. I remember, like, thinking, and I probably verbalized this to him, like, this feels like that middle section of Lion, our grays, where it's just, like, floaty, and I'm in a field, and the sun's setting, and he, like, pulled over and brought out this, like, old photo binder from under, like, that he had in his car, and it was, like, pictures of him and his friends at, like, Red Rocks and the Gorge, and, like, I'd never seen venues like that. I don't even think I'd been to, like, an, amphithe- well, I, actually, I'd been to Darien Lake for days, but. Nowhere, like, you know, gorgeous, like the gorge. And uh, and he I he dropped me off and gave me a live one. And I was pretty, you know, I, I went deep I- into it and deep into Fish after that. But um, this was now like 3.0 and Fish only came to Toronto, or sorry, 2.0. Fish only came to Toronto at once during 2.0. Oysterhead mm-hmm. came, Tab came. There's only one Fish show. Were you guys there? I wasn't. Uh, but... At Molson Amphitheater, when, in 2000.
1: Yeah, I was. That was that was
0: 1.0. Oh, that's still 1.0. So did they not come to Toronto in 2.0? <laughs> no,
1: they Holy did not. Holy shit! Yeah.
0: Wow. So after that, like I went <laughs> to see um, I went to see uh, T- Tab in 2005 in Cincinnati, and that was amazing. Like I didn't see that was my first time seeing them. Um, I f- heard First Tube, I Am A Walrus. Um, that was the night one of my friends puked on that Puma jacket that I love. Remember that jacket, Jack, yeah. that <laughs> Yale replaced? And and, short- and then a year later, there was like the Trey and Mike duo that came to Toronto. And that was like a pretty blah show. Um, they played These Eyes by uh, Guess Who, which was awesome, but otherwise. But then Fish got back together, and I went to Darien uh, with your sister, my wife and then we Nail. went to New year's and then we went to new year's and like that was fucking it we went insane after that we were all in like life became like we were just passing time in between shows and I think you know all these things that happened like we were so into it um I met you know we i met the band and we had like access to buying tickets which was huge um in two thousand eleven at that s show we met like Heron and Kravitz, and all, you know, it just blossomed. And like, holy fuck, we saw a lot of shows in 3.0. It's yeah. kind of crazy.
1: <clears throat> I mean, 2010 to like <laughs> 2015, we did an intense amount of shows like every Dix, yeah. four, f- at least four or five shows in the summer, maybe more. And then every New Year's run, every Vegas run like we were hitting it as we were, often as we could. I mean, we didn't have kids,
0: yes. you know,
1: we didn't, we didn't have like, you know, we were working our work and everything schedule around when we could yeah. see fish next.
0: And do you think, I mean, I think, you know, obviously like, well, the access to tickets helped all of us going certainly helped. Like, you know, what that's the best one of the best things about going is like you know, the fact that not just our friends, but like our immediate family, like now my stepbrother, everyone's in. It's like yeah. if another one of my siblings marries someone who likes fish we're fucked, cause we need more tickets, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, do you think like, I, and maybe I'm not remembering this, but in 2000, before 2000, like before 3.0, was there like Expedia and could you buy airline tickets? online like did that sort of help <clears throat> us make all of these plans to go to all um, these cities easier than like a triptych you know what
1: what we had in 2.0 and 1.0 which was super advanced was like map quest
2: i was just gonna say that like <laughs> like as soon yeah. we print, could it print out. out
1: the directions to get to like albany Or to get to to,
2: Alligator Alley, bro. To get to Alligator Alley, exactly.
1: Like that was a big map quest. But then, (laughs) once you got within like you know a lot of miles, you you knew where to go. There was only one way in, one way out. That's true. But yeah, map quest was huge. And like, cell phones were super basic. Like you couldn't really do any like searching. There it was just like for calls and like snake, snake. You know. (laughs) Yeah that's that's about it you couldn't take pictures on it everybody was you know if you were taking pictures you were bringing your
0: i mean even before this chat i had to close my my uh chrome because i think it eats up a lot of juice but i have like the tour i have got a million maps hotels my calendar like air canada everything open and i'm it's just like a fucking puzzle and i'm like how many shows can i go to and it's it's so almost so easy to coordinate now because Mm -hmm of that.
1: Yeah, like there like I remember in the summer 2000, you know, coordinating that was the most intense coordination that I had to do because we were like yeah, flying to Philly and then because Lily was in Philly, we had that as our home base, right? And we went from Philly to Homedale. Oh, to you Hartford. went to those
2: Camden shows and the and yeah. the Oh, nice. in, so we were right there together. In. We just didn't <laughs> yeah. know it. Yeah. And that's and why then, I didn't go to Toronto because there was the Toronto show and then they did Burgess Town, right? Like everyone, right. everyone we didn't skipped, go to Toronto. We
1: skipped Burgess Town and went to Toronto. Yeah. Got and it. then from Toronto all the way to Wisconsin, like we had like the, the break in the middle. We skipped Burgess Town, stayed in Toronto for an extra night, reloaded the, drove. the truck and then drove to Wisconsin. Yeah. And then to Deer Creek and then to Columbus. And then, like, barely made it home.
0: (laughs) That's crazy, Pre, Yeah. My my first time going on a road trip, it was for Dave. I went with my friend Adam down to, like, we went to the three shows. I can't believe Dave Matthews always came to Ottawa and Montreal and Toronto. But we hit those three. And then we would do, you know, like Buffalo, Syracuse, Albany, and Rochester. And we drove down. And... You know, we, I must've been 17. I, I had a car and we didn't know about a fast pass lane. We were like, thanks for the convenience. We'd love to pass fast. And we drove through every fast pass lane and my parents got a bill for like a thousand dollars American. It was a whole <laughs> fucking thing. Uh, but you're like, it was just, those were the days we were like pulling into a gas station asking, you know, where's Darien Lake? Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. That was like us driving on the New Jersey turnpike. Like we were like, cool, New Jersey turnpike. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. From Canada. Like what's, you don't pay to go on a highway.
0: Amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, how did you, uh, recall the time that you first met anybody in this band?
0: Um, Good question. I, the, the first person that I met with was Trey. Um, in 2009, I was doing a jingle ball with Bieber, you know, those like radio shows, and it was at Madison Square Garden. Um, we, I had seen, this was just the, the winter after Darien Lake, and we were going to go, you know, two weeks later to Miami uh, to see the New Year's run. And the MSG hallway is like pretty tight. And Taylor Swift was there. And the there was like it's like bring your kid to work day, the jingle ball. It was like packed. And I was like squishing through the hallway. And then I bumped into Trey and his kids. And it was really a like, guy was like so shocked to see him there. And I, I I could tell he was like out of place, like he was biting his nails, he was nervous. Just, you know, and and I was like, "What are you doing here?" You know, and he said, "These are my girls. We're here to see Bieber." And I brought Trey to Justin's dressing room. I remember Scooter, his manager. I was like, "Justin, this is the reason most of my friends quit law school." You know, and everyone was <laughs> chuckling, and uh, and I got a you know a picture with him. And I, I think I, I mean I was working and we hadn't played yet. So and I was so stunned. Like you've met Trey with with me, Jack. So have you, Frazier. Have you met? with us and it's like the best and now I've fortunately I mean I've met him enough where like I actually have a list I keep a list of questions like I, I could really have a moment but but at the, then I was just so panicked it was so exciting um, but then the, the other one you know with Mike was it was uh, the first Dix run in 2011 that was the S show year um, you had met Kravitz way Red earlier rocks in Red Rocks in 2009 Uh, And I met him and his kids at that, um, you know, January 1st, New York show, like the Mm -hmm. sober show. I think that's what people call it. And, um, anyway, um, and he introduced me to Mike us. We were all there at Coyote's and, uh, and, and, and then shortly after that, I kept in touch with Mike and he invited Yale and I out to the flood benefit in Vermont that year, which was an awesome show, um. Greg and Anne Marie from Camp High were with us. It was it was a great, great time. Um, yeah, that's that's my memory of, of those ones. <laughs> yeah, but... it's
1: just flourished ever since then. You, <laughs> yeah. you you were very good at, you know, building and maintaining relationships with a lot of people. It's it's
0: admirable. Well, Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's not hard with them. Cause you know, like especially Mike and, and his, you know, and Sue, they were like l- legit friends. And I think like, I don't, I, I really like, I'm such a fanboy. Like we used to go backstage and we were, you were with, and we would just be like, that was the best thing ever, you know, like on another planet. I never, I don't think like, never really like wanted anything from him. I wasn't looking to start a band with him or whatever, <laughs> like just wanted to be able to buy tickets the, so craziest, go see them.
1: the craziest experience was at chicago that year right when yes. when the storm was brewing and they just like oh. cut the show yeah you're like let's go let's go backstage we went backstage and like, <laughs> I, I had been backstage i think once before in long beach we were all there together
0: can you come backstage in bader field also <laughs>
1: I don't think so, but maybe.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Baderfield is when I became friends with Tom Marshall. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a fun weekend too. And Wait, but the Chicago
2: thing—can we go back to that for a second? Yeah. You like they yeah. cut the show short, right? During, then there's during, the rumors that they're gonna play like, somewhere. Right as
1: the after the second set started, they're like, "Sorry, you know, there's lightning, and we have to stop the show." Down with
0: disease and Caspian.
1: Yeah. And we were not far, like we were kind of near the front of house and we made our way to backstage. We had a few laminates. We get back there. It's like this giant open area and there's nobody there, right? Like it's just a wide open space. What
0: was weird. Sorry, I'm going to jump in. What was weird is the storm was like 20 minutes away. They were evacuating before the storm. So at this time, like it was like a beautiful night and we were like elevated and we're just back there and no one's there
1: yeah and it was so cool as they were playing down with disease like seeing this lightning off in the distance behind behind the stage like it was actually an incredible scene we get Mm -hmm. back there and like there's nobody there and it's just this wide open like area with the. so we walk back towards the four buses and all of a sudden like trey pops out from between (laughs) the two buses and he's like so excited to see you he just like was like Dan, what's up? And I was just like, uh, <laughs> hi, Trey. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I don't even recall the conversation that you guys had, but I think he was a little bit like, you know, verklempt of the situation and like, there's nothing they could do. And then we see Mike, and Mike's like, let's go see some blues. <laughs> Get on the bus. And we get on Mike's bus and we pull out and where do we go? Like we went to a couple places, right?
0: Yeah. On the bus. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. You, you, you maybe recall this a little bit better.
0: I mean, what I recall, what's weird about that too, is that, um, I think he was, it was the time when like Yarmouth road came out and he was like playing us a new song, um, (laughs) But anyway, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) And we went to a blues bar. Yeah, we had food. I remember that. It was really fun. And then he was saying that um, there was going to be like a jam at Second City with Fishman. uh, Could I play guitar? You know, And, um, and so we went over there and... Yeah, that's what happened. I don't even know how they got put together, but like there was a Second City performance and there was, a, I forget her name, but the Second City musical director. I wish that she was an amazing piano player on uh, Fishman on drums and, and Mike and me. And we were playing like little weird bumpers along with their improv. And uh, and Jack and Yale were sitting in the front row. Jack actually, thank thank God you filmed it. Yeah, I got, like,
1: recorded the whole thing.
0: Um, which was really, it was really cool. Like it's so unexpected, and uh, it was it was especially I remember really well. Like playing, I played with a lot of drummers and bass players, and they're like the rhythm section. And like even though it was loose and silly, like those two were so fucking locked in to their patterns. Like it, it was it was really cool to experience, and I was sort of just like coloring over it, but like yeah, just to be sort of in in it and hearing how you know improv like they're just starting a groove and all of a sudden like how did you did you guys plan this it's like in a musical where everyone like starts dancing at the same time <laughs> you know uh,
1: and the cool yeah. thing about it was like nobody from fish nobody had any expectation of any of this ever happening everybody who was there had committed to go to second city like they weren't in town to see fish they had no idea any of this was going to happen usually yeah. second city does like two sets in a night. And this was the third set that they like sprung on everybody. Cause we didn't get there till like 1130. Yeah. And we're backstage and like, we're with Mike Fishman shows up. I think he was like a little bit tipsy and he, they are just, they like hand Dan a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like okay.
0: 335. Let's, yeah, let's go out there
1: and do it. <laughs> and it was so cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's what's it's crazy that turned into two nights later, you know, this harpua with Second City,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. and and the next night, well, it like was a torrential downpour at the show.
0: I missed it, I had to go. I don't know how irresponsible I was, but I was playing the Boston Garden with Bieber, so I flew out the next morning to Boston Garden to play there, which in hindsight, like I should never have been traveling day of show. And, <laughs> you know, but again, my priorities were with fish. And and then the next day, I, that was a three set show. Was it raining for that three set show?
1: I remember distinctly that during Boogie on Reggae Woman, it was just like a okay. torrential. I think you're thinking of the, the third.
0: No, the, the third night because they played lizards. Yeah. and harpua and we were soaking wet during it you came back we were on that platform yeah um and you I came think back the third the night, third night? i came back for the third night yeah
1: after playing the boston garden on saturday <laughs> yeah of you course came back for the back. sunday show because i cause yeah, we i distinctly stayed at the remember scrappy being there for scrappy the rain came
0: back the third night with me yeah that's right and then the next night was Toronto. And that had got rained out earlier and it was the day off before Bieber's Toronto show, which was for me, it was really convenient. And we saw that show um, and that was a great show. Do you remember that? We had a box.
1: I didn't um, come to that show.
0: You didn't come to that. Interesting.
1: No. Yeah. I think I went back to LA.
0: That was a really good night in Toronto. Um,
1: it, it was it the makeup show.
0: It was the makeup show of the one that got like, it never started the one that got rained out. It was canceled before.
1: Yeah, I didn't come to that.
0: Two hours before Doors.
1: I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't come.
0: Yeah, that was a fun night in Chicago. So crazy.
1: Yeah, crazy. (laughs) What about Long Beach?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Long Beach is one of my favorite shows. You know, I have a lot of favorite shows, but that's definitely one of them. That was a great night. I heard you talk to Yale about that night because, you know, well, obviously, like, Bieber and Selena came with us yeah and that yeah. was awesome um but that was the night that we got all the backstage passes because yep just that's the Selena, night i met
2: that's the first time i won't you know i met those guys it so was you like came i was starstruck were you I on the say anything
0: were you on the bus with us no he
2: met us yeah, i met you guys there
0: and then you came backstage with us
2: yes after yes after the show a set break after the show and yeah
0: That was a fun time. I mean, taking Bieber backstage, do you remember Jack, I mean, you were there too, Like, we went into Fishman's room and he had this like list of 500 songs and he stood up and like, was talking to Justin and then he like kicked him out. He was like, sorry, but like, I have to practice. Yes. Like, wow, no one's ever kicked Bieber out of a room before (laughs) besides police. Uh, And, uh. Yeah, it was really fun. And then we got all their laminates and like, not just theirs, but like secure their security. Like we must've had 10 laminates. laminates at the start of summer tour. You and Yale and a whole bunch of people went to all these shows. I was stuck. Not stuck. I mean, I was rehearsing. I remember at that point, I hadn't heard Lizards yet. They played it that year on the last night of Dicks, but you and Yale were at um, Pelham and they played. A rock and roll lizards. Um, and they ended that first set with While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which I'd never heard. uh And, and actually, I, that's one of the shows I listen to the most of any show. It's a really solid show. Yeah, that was and the CD re- you had. I remember like on Twitter, like refreshing, and then it said lizards. And I was, you know, like really happy and sad. The FOMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the FOMO
1: right there. It's like you just. <laughs> You miss that song you're chasing. It happens to somebody every night.
0: Oh my gosh! You and know? like sneaking into Bill Graham and getting the front row, of the balcony with those laminates. That was oh. a good. That was a good year. That was the best
1: move <laughs> ever. Just like wearing all black to Bill Graham and have the laminate and just like <laughs> pretending like I'm I'm working. <laughs>
0: right, totally.
1: Yeah, that was perfect. And like Bill Graham, what a shit show that place was when they'd play there. It was like. Like the Greek this year, like people, people waiting for hours to get in and you do, even then do not get a decent spot because it is all GA. I don't know what it is in San Francisco. Like they got to go with these tiny all GA venues. Like who's booking these venues?
0: Is Hampton GA as well? Yeah. So what was that like for the reunion for you guys? You were there with who?
1: I was there with Jay back. Yeah, And Ira. And luckily, Ira went in early. He got in before us and held down a spot for us.
0: For all three shows?
1: Definitely the first night. I'm not sure. I think we learned our lesson the second and third night and got there much earlier and were able to secure a spot.
0: Where were you sitting for the first night?
1: Uh, The video. (laughs) Yeah, we basically took that video. No, we were actually on the same side, on Mike's side a little bit further down and a little bit closer. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And then the other two nights, we were kind of on page side in the back uh, corner. I'm pretty sure.
2: I don't but, remember Hampton being GA. I mean, I wasn't at that one, but we went to the I think in ones.
1: 2003, it was GA also. Really? I think so. But that, and we that just, place is much easier GA because it's like three times the size, right? Like mm-hmm. there's way more opportunity to get a good spot at hampton similar to like the show that they did at blue cross in 2013 an arena that is ga there's way more opportunity to get a good spot as opposed to the greek yeah which has like n- not that many good spots and bill graham which like if you were not there early and you're like a sardine at the back of the floor, you are having a tough time. Hmm.
0: So at the Greek, are you lining up for the floor or the stands or you're just going in?
1: Both. Like they had like early entry for some people who were going in and just tarping the shit out of that place. Like (laughs) it was crazy. And you know, if you didn't protect your tarp, people were moving it. And like there was ish ensuing very quickly you know like i had to be on it to to hold our spot down all three nights which i feel bad about sometimes but then again you know yeah i'm a vet i know what i (laughs) gotta do
0: (laughs) it's
2: called a fish survivor basically fish survivor i mean outlast, stressful
0: it's stressful (laughs) it's it's also with the when we, we roll with such a big crew You know, that that makes it stressful, too. Um, That's why Gix
1: was so great. Yeah. You know, because it's a giant venue. It's GA. You go with 30 people. There is a very good chance that you all are going to be together comfortably. Mm -hmm. So
0: should we request floors for uh, the garden? I don't know. You know? I don't know. Yeah. We'll I see. mean
1: I, I never prefer the floor.
0: Yeah, I like a I like a seat. I like a I like seat to, too. I like to put my drink in a cup holder. I mean, we sound like such snobs. We're so <laughs> I'm lucky to be in the building, but I like a cup holder.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like a cup holder. And MSG in the winter I like to have a spot like to put my garbage bag full of
0: clothes. Full of clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know? That's the move. Yeah. Bring a garbage bag in your pocket and put your jacket in it. Or else you're going to be leaving with a wet jacket mm. right <laughs> yeah
0: so what else do you guys talk about on here is this just is it just random do you yeah. have do you yeah
1: how's your, like how's, your how's your How's uh, your ch- feelings towards goose
0: it's a great question <laughs> <laughs> whoa um i Fair actually I, I i haven't seen them yet so i really i have to go see them but uh um, i i like I like what I've heard. I think I told you this in, in uh, Mexico, I was backstage at set break and I met a guy and he happened to be the the drummer from goose Ben. And he was there with his fiance, uh, who my wife, they hit it off pretty hard and, and they were super nice. And I kept, I mean, I was on one, I kept joking, like, I've never heard your band. Um, And, and then when I came home, I, I, you know, I, I put it on like while I was making breakfast on Alexa all the time and, I like it you know like it's cool i i want to go see them i also you know in a similar way i want to go see gizzard yale and i've been mm-hmm. listening not that i'm comparing the two but like those are they seem to be like the two new bands that everyone's fucking talking about nonstop. and um i gotta see them both live for different reasons but yeah what do you guys do you guys like goose i like
1: i'm, I'm not against goose have
0: I will you seen go... them yet
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah. I've seen them twice. I saw them at the Troubadour in 2020, right before the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this band's fun. And since then, they've evolved quite a bit. Mm -hmm. The guy with the mustache, like when I saw them in 2020, he barely played the piano. He was, it was basically like two guitars, drums, bass. Yeah. And... When I saw them again, I guess last year at the Greek, Greek. he was like 90% piano yeah, and Rick was the guitar. It was like more of a, and they have a percussionist too, right? I think. Yeah. There's a percussionist and drummer and and bass and the mustache guy and and Rick. They have fun. It's big.
0: I want to like them because I think one of the things for me when I heard fit when I got into fish, in two, I was 28 when they got you know, when I started going to shows, and I hadn't gotten into a band that obsessively like since I was a teenager. Um, and I don't, you know, since then, I also haven't like I've definitely like rediscovered bands or gone down like crazy Beatles rabbit holes, but. But, like, I, I'm, I would love to discover a new band the way that, I mean, like, you know, like, See, in an innocent new way.
1: My personal feeling on Goose is, like, if Goose and Fish started at the same time, right? Like, if it was, like, Goose coming up at the same time as Fish, they would have nothing. Like, nobody would care about Goose. At least in this scene because like they're they play it safe, like they are very like within the realm of like pushing the envelope, they don't they're not even in the same room as the envelope, yeah, you know, like they have this formula for these songs that are very like within a certain realm of appreciation for the layman, right, They're not like going off on tangents that are going to make people like question whether this is good or what the fuck are they doing? It's always like within, you know, the key of whatever the song they're in and you're not like flying all over the place.
0: It sounds to me like the way I haven't heard them jam. I haven't listened to live goose, but it sounds like sort of like Dave. And that's why I jumped. I mean, I'm back into Dave and I love his songs, but the jamming was sort of safe in that key fixed, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're young, you know, like yeah. they're maybe they're going to, they will evolve over time and maybe they'll get more complex and, and deeper into writing more, you know, uh, different types of songs. I feel like they're a great, a great band to go see when they come to town. I'm not totally, I'm I mean, I'm going, you know, I
2: want to check them out in the fall when they're in town but you're right. It is safer, you know, and and they do the jam band thing and then they peak and then they, you know, drop it and then they jam it. And, you know, I'm a sucker for a peak, but it's just missing a little something. But, you know, like I, you know, I grew up on fish, right? Like fish is what earwormed me as a teenager and I can't undo that. Right. And they take so many more risks. And to your point, Jack, like, how many times did they get up on stage doing something like Henriette? Like, you just like, who are these people? Is this even music? What is happening right now? Like, I don't even, yeah. I'm not even sure if I like this. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, these guys are so creative. Um, Goose is a little formulaic, but they have some great, like, I had a great time at the Greek.
1: Great time at the Greek. Yeah. I just think that like, it, maybe if I was 25 years old, I would feel differently about it. Mm. You know? that there's like this new everybody's into kind of jam band that's going to provide an experience on lot and tour and all these things people like-minded who were like into this music and that was like a huge thing with fish as well you know like when i first went to see fish at a festival i was like this band is fucking crazy but yeah, then when i saw the scene and got into the vibe and all the people who were just like there had created this whole community, but I find that Los Angeles and larger cities, Chicago, New York, you know, Denver, they have a much wider range of people who are willing to go to these shows to check things out. But then when you're going to smaller towns on, on tours, I'm sure that the goose audience is skewed a little bit younger. But in LA, hmm. I noticed that was there was a lot of like deadheads, fishheads fish yeah. heads who were like, oh, Goose is coming to town. Like, let's go check them out because that's who we were, right? We're like the fish heads who were like, Goose is coming. Let's go check it
2: out. We probably but, look older than we think we do.
1: <laughs> like if you were going to play for me uh-uh. uh, yeah. like a blind test of like Twiddle, Spafford, Goose, I have a feeling I'd have a very tough time. Picking out who is who, you know. There's been that like consistent yeah. sound of like alt jam bands, jam band sound for the last twenty years that have kind of had that same.
0: Umphrey's, si-
1: same. No, Umphrey's is different.
0: Umphrey's Are is they? different because yeah.
1: they go a little. They might. They go much harder. Yeah, right? like they're like more of like uh on the like harder prog rock, prog rock, even like touching on. Yeah, prog rock, like yeah. harder rock side of jamming. They do have like the floaty stuff here and there, but like Umphreys is way more like, you know, like they're they're going after it hard, whereas like Spafford, and maybe it's more vocally, like all these kind of jam bands that have come up and come down and floated around in, in Fish's Wake for the last 20 years have sounded very similar. But then... What was I going to say? But then you get a band like King Gizzard and they are their own genre. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like yeah, they've they made it their own. They've made it their own because they are all yeah. over the fucking place there. Yeah. I can't listen to them in my headphones. Like I, I want to
2: go to the show, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't put it on at home. I tried, you know, I listen to it cause I want to know what I'm getting myself into, but yeah. it's not dinner music. And like,
1: like friends have sent me gizzard songs that I've been like, whoa, this is great. But then like, I listen to the next track and it's like, whoa, what the fuck are they doing? It's kind of like how it was when I first heard live fish tapes in the early mid nineties. And I was like, they're playing like divided sky. And then they go into big black furry creatures from Mars. I'm like, what (laughs) the fuck is this band doing? But you don't know until you go and see it and you feel the energy that's coming from the crowd from the band from the whole ambiance of the experience and that's why i'm i really want to see king gizzard and they're coming to la in a couple of weeks. yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah
0: aren't they that show is like a four hour set though right is that at hollywood bowl
1: yeah three or, like three one or four giant hours. giant
0: set one giant yeah, yeah they're
1: calling it a marathon
0: do they normally do two sets king gizzard or so. they, they do that that's cool wow well that's an intense first show to go to
1: yeah but you know, the Hollywood Bowl.
0: It's yeah, the Hollywood Bowl is the best. Bowl. I know. You Do we guys like have the been Hollywood going, Bowl? I mean, fuck. Is <laughs> <laughs> every episode about how you like the Hollywood Bowl? Pretty much. Um, it's the
2: Hollywood Bowl podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Apex Hollywood I agree. Bowl podcast. Did you I have like,
1: a good
2: time at the Hollywood Bowl, Dan?
0: I had the greatest time at the Hollywood Bowl. Right. Uh, it should be an annual thing. And yeah, I loved, I loved everything about it, except that they didn't have tequila and you know what? I snuck in my own fucking tequila and there, it was even better because it, um, so yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. It should be an annual thing. Everything you guys have said about it. I agree with, uh, I actually will go as far as saying it's my, it, it, my, if I could pick anywhere where they would play, well, actually I, I should slow down on this statement because I really want <laughs> them to do Japan. But of the places that they normally play, Hollywood Bowl would be my first choice for them to do uh, next year. Over, you know, the gorge. Over, I've never been to Red Rocks. I'd love to. But fuck, I love the Hollywood Bowl. I love going to LA. I love Jack's house. Um, I love the setup. Um, I love the bowl. And I just, it was, it was so great. And, and your comment about everyone visiting each other. Like it was just so chill and great. Like I got to see all my friends. Like it was just so awesome. Yeah, so, it's not like
1: you have to like finagle your way around the floor and like avoid people's tarps and like kicking over people's water bottles and getting side eye from people because you're like encroaching their, you know, unspoken territory. Everything is like kind of blocked off and very civil kinds of open space.
0: Yes. You know, and the fish gods have always been kind to us. Like we got a good setup at the Hollywood Bowl in our boxes. It's like remember when we were in at the Gorge and there was an empty box next to ours. Like we've always had, we we're lucky that we get it. Like just a good setup. We've never been like you. Well, we have been squished in like sardines. The first year at Dick's we were when that guy was crying when they played Sabotage. I remember being like so excited and so fucking squished in at the same time. There's a guy crying on the ground, but Hollywood (laughs) Bowl is the best. Um, Yeah. I I made a a list of questions for you guys. Um, And one of them is, is is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me change. Well, the first one, I guess I could say is what is your favorite venue to see fish? I obviously, I know the answer right now. Answer? Hollywood
1: A hundred percent Hollywood bowl.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite studio album?
1: Like, Ooh, you
2: mean like is a live one, a studio album? No, no. Oh, Hunter. Shit. Hunter. Yeah. Or good call. Right. Easy.
0: Favorite one Halloween show. Favorite Halloween show that you weren't at.
1: I would say uh, remain in light.
2: I don't know. This is really hard to pick.
0: All right. Want me to keep going? Pass.
2: Pass right now. Should I keep going? Yeah.
0: Okay. Favorite night of the Baker's dozen?
1: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. The lawn boy night. Mm. The lawn boy night. And I wasn't there. That was a good night.
2: You know, me, I liked,
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you wear a fish shirt to a fish show?
1: Never. Not anymore. Only if it's a lot shirt from 1.0.
0: Do you say Anastasio or Anastasio?
1: Anastasio. Azio, yeah. Do you
0: say Junta or Junta?
1: Junta. (laughs) Both.
0: What is your least favorite fish song of all time? <sighs> Mine is uh, the line. Tied with the line or sing Monica?
1: Sing Monica was what I was <laughs> just thinking. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good question. My f- least favorite fish uh, fish song. <sighs> I mean,
2: God. I've blocked him out of my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't like Velvet Sea. What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. uh, Like
0: that's at the bottom?
1: It's near the bottom. Wow. It's near the bottom. Uh, Like a lot of the slow ones, you know? Like, yeah,
0: part of the reason I don't like the slow ones or like they're my least favorites are not just not because I don't like the song, but where they choose to play them in the second set. Yeah, so I don't dislike Velvet Sea, I just fucking hate when it's like you know the third last song of the second set and I'm ready to rage.
2: Like a song like well, okay, you're ready to rage exactly. A song like Velvet Sea, though, sometimes gives you the space you need to like collect your. Space, you know, like, yeah, or, I, I don't mind m- a slow song because m- it's like your space, it lets it lets you know, it lets you kind of like regroup and kind of just re get ready for the next one. Wow, yeah. Vel- I'm so surprised Velvet Sea is that low on your list. I mean, there's so many esoteric songs that are like, I don't need to hear that,
1: yeah, like, I don't like more that much, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't more. say it's like, I wouldn't say it's like my least favorite ever, but it's like. Uh, yeah, like the the, mem- the non memorable ones, I don't really remember. You know? Fair enough. But
2: um, there's a good questions. Just have them, you know, right, I, unprepared.
0: Okay, I've got more. Um, you bump into Trey before the show, and he says, "I'll play any request."
1: Wow. Easy. Okay. Harpua.
0: Okay. Same. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> all right i mean i love a divided i love a lizards i love a fluff head like i I, it's hard to pick i'm like doing a really bad job answering these questions
1: (laughs) harpua or what i've been chasing for the last how many ever 20 years walfredo
0: i was gonna ask what one of my questions is uh what song have you not heard Well, like,
2: it's not a fair question. Hang on a second. Because it's like you're asking Trey to play the one song you've been chasing or you're asking Trey to play the song that like touches your soul like that. You know, it's different, right?
1: Well, that's for you to decide. Okay. Yeah. That's up to you. You got to make that choice. Or are you going to play the one song that you think everybody else is going to love the most? Enjoy. (laughs) You're a man of the people.
0: Um, Who did you see your first show with?
2: I saw my first show with a kid I went to summer camp with who lived in like Chappaqua, New York. Like he lived outside New York City and I I still remember somehow we must have, I don't even know the circumstances, but we got tickets for New Year's 97 and I stayed at his house and we went and that was the only show I ever saw with him. I, he fell off. I don't know. Maybe he's deep in the scene, but we never went to another show together. <laughs> my, you know, my fish, uh, my fish career went a different direction, but yeah, thank God he went with me so that I could go.
0: Yeah.
1: I went to my first show with a man we all know named Jason Pack and <laughs> Frenchy legend.
0: <laughs> Frenchie, that's and right. Frenchy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, who did you, who's someone that you brought to their first show? uh someone anyone uh your someone important my wife true yeah
1: i brought yale to her first show i didn't bring my wife to her first show but we did meet at a show
2: (laughs) yeah i brought my wife to her first show i also brought my my college roommate i brought to his first show which I don't remember exactly what it was. It was either a random Albany show, you know, like, or something, you know, Schenectady, Albany, back in the two thousands, or it could have been Radio City, which was pretty cool. Wow!
1: You also brought your daughter to her first show.
2: I brought my daughter to her first show Saturday night at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> legend show. I keep legend telling show.
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I brought a few people I brought my stepbrother Max, but and also someone I, I'm very, you know, happy that he came is Josh Goodwin, who we're yes. all close friends with. Were you tight with him back then, Jack? When he came to the forum?
1: Uh no. But we become Like you've good become friends
0: since. tight, hey? Yeah. 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 He's deep. I yeah. love it. I think like he's only been to the show one with
1: show without me.
0: All right, I have two more questions. Uh, What's your favorite Tab song that Fish doesn't play? Fish doesn't play? (laughs)
2: Yeah. I don't even know. I have have no idea what any of the names of those songs are.
1: (laughs) Well, my favorite Tab song that wasn't a Tab song, but that was a cover that Tab did that Fish never plays is Ooh Child.
0: Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I've
1: always wanted fish to cover that because it's like when tab played in toronto for the first time like back in 2000 they played that song and i was just like wow i like
0: this band who is this guy cool all right last question what's your favorite pork tornado song Ooh, that's it
2: no idea yeah. The jam. But I feel <laughs> like I saw Pork Tornado or Jazz Mandolin. Like, I don't know the difference. but What's
0: Jazz Mandolin? No,
2: it was Fishman's other band. Oh, Fishman's I've never other heard band. of that. I don't know really? which one I saw, but it was at. I still remember it was the Summit Music Festival in upstate New York. I think that was Jazz Mandolin. I think it might
1: wow. have been Jazz Mandolin. Yeah. And we can I've never revisit, heard of jazz mandolin. revisit one of my least favorite songs, Waiting All Night. Do we say that one?
0: No. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't need to hear that one ever
0: ran that's what i call it uh one year at in the vegas run it was like an encore do you remember that It was Ugh. like one of the worst max Gennis would remember this detail it was like the worst encore ever it was like waiting all night and then the star-spangled banner acapella i think
1: those are other songs that i'm actually not so into like every time that i've seen fish and they go up to that acapella mic i'm just like Crossing every finger like Freebird, Freebird, Freebird,
0: Freebird. Free yeah. And I was going to say, I like, like when they do Freebird. Have you ever heard them do Freebird?
2: Yes.
1: They did it at New Year's in 98, I think. Uh-huh. Like 97 to 98, they did okay, it. Okay, then
2: that must have been it. <clears throat> 97,
1: 97,
2: 98, MSG. Because I was like, I have heard it, but I couldn't tell you where.
1: Yeah, that I wasn't at that show. And every time they go up there and it's like, I didn't know. I'm just like... <laughs> Fine.
0: It would be nice if they did those like random bust outs again. Like I would love for them to do Terrapin one night. I listen to that all the time. That would have been cool if they like just did that at the Baker's da- like one song. They don't have to do the whole album. They play other songs from Halloween. Why can't they play a dark side song? I mean, to your point, that was like a one and done. You yeah. didn't come to the show? Fuck you.
1: Exactly. And like they learned the entire album like in one day. Crazy. And
0: they played Smells Like Teen Spirit as the encore. Yeah. I mean I...
1: <laughs> Yeah. Really That was. would have
2: been amazing to see.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I think um I think they've got a lot more in store for us. You think they're gonna do That's anything right. special at their mini many, uh, mini half half baker's dozen run? At, msg
0: this summer that their arbitrary number of seven or eight what is it um seven i think i honestly don't know i've been i mean i've been stressed out about it but i hear and i've heard all of you guys speculating every week about it is making me more anxious of what they're going to do because i don't want to <laughs> go to vegas for like 10 shows you know and i also don't want to miss the sphere if they're going to do that um sounds like coachella would be awesome I'm going there for that power trip festival. Uh, I've never been. So I, I'm really excited. And Jack, you always say the weather in October is like perfect. Best. But yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, sometimes they just do good shows. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, 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 my personal thought, and you guys were talking about this this morning, or sorry, I was listening to you guys talk about it this morning, is um. The reason they announced Mexico so early has to be to like get everyone locked into that and give people time because there's going to be another like big spend coming up. (laughs) So whether they did it to like out of respect to people to buy them time, you know, to pay off their credit card, or they did it just to get everyone to buy Mexico because that's the only next thing. And they have, you know, something's coming.
1: Yeah, right. So. I hope what they is play The Sphere. I really do. It sounds
0: cool. I mean, I, I think the projection is interesting. Fraser, you were talking about that. Like, are they going, they can't like match the video the way like mm-hmm. you two, you were, already, you know, you were saying this in your last app um, or previous app. I don't know when this is airing, but maybe like, like the Deadheads video that rolls and. It's not time to the music. It's just cool. Sometimes it's, you know, there are images. Sometimes it's just like weird screensaver, trippy yeah. shit. You know. Um, so, um, I'm definitely gonna go to see you two at the Sphere. Yeah. Um, I love Octung Baby and. Is that what I they're doing? Just, I want, yeah, and I just they're want doing to see all Baby. Like hits in Octung Baby. Yeah.
1: Wow, I might have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I love Okdong baby,
0: but I don't know what they're gonna do. What are you guys doing this summer? Are you going to any shows?
1: Madison Square Garden, maybe for a couple nights. Same. That's it. You know, just waiting I, for a Hollywood Bowl I mean, to get announced. I'm I'm afraid to go to any other shows and just like be like, well, that wasn't as good as the Hollywood Bowl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, they, I really hope that they make it in an annual thing. Did you guys? Who was this? Your you guys said this where they should have like. Mexico, New York, Dix, yeah. Hollywood Bowl, just cover yeah. all the corners and the gorge maybe whatever. Cover the corners yeah. and cover travel the corners. in between as you see fit.
1: Exactly. And like if you want to be nice, like go to Chicago too.
0: Well, I would you know, rather
1: that be like like New York, <laughs> New York, Atlanta, Chicago, Denver, LA and maybe the Northwest every 4 years.
0: I would personally – I don't know how it works out financially or how this affects fans and markets, but I would rather them play like three nights in a bunch of major markets than do this whole zigzagging tour through America. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like play three, For four me, that yeah, works better. Three, four nights in New York, three, four nights in Atlanta, three, four nights in yeah. Chicago because for 500 miles surrounding or more, people will come, and if they're playing multiple nights, everybody will have a chance to be included. Yeah, you know, same with LA. And if you want to get fancy, go to the Northwest. And if you want to get even fancier, go to Texas. But like, how yeah. are they? How how much are they selling in Texas? Their biggest fan bases are in the Southeast and the Northeast, right?
0: Have you ever seen a show in Texas? No. Yeah, no. I haven't either.
1: No. But it's like centrally located for like what? the southern Midwest. Yeah.
0: Did right. you go to Phoenix two years ago?
1: Yes. What yeah. You did. And how was
0: how was that? I amazing. think I met you guys in San Diego, right? Phoenix was yeah.
1: amazing. It really yeah. was. And San Chula Vista is an incredible dude, venue. San,
2: dude, they opened with Fluffhead.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That, yeah. that fall twenty one run in the on the <sighs> West Coast was incredible. It really was, and they were here twice. You know, like they came in the summer and in the fall which was like such a, such a weird treat, you know? Yeah. So I'm I don't not their know. tour manager. If I was, I know, their I, tour, I don't know
0: how thought out it is. I mean, it's obviously thought out, but probably not as, Look, we take it so personally, you know, I mean, it, it, my life revolves around it. So I'm, I'm just so affected by it. I wish <laughs> they would just tell us. <laughs>
1: I just want everybody to have a good time. You know, everybody get your chance to go see fish in the summer or in the fall or both. Yeah. Or in the spring.
0: I think it's been pretty good.
1: They should work like the. Geographics with the environment, you know, like let's avoid the Northeast from like October to March. And let's play like in the South those months. And then. When it's summertime, we can go a little bit further north and play in Chicago and play in New York and Boston and wherever the fuck else there is up there. I don't know. You know, Philadelphia, right? Like, let's go these places in the summer. And in the winter, let's go where, like, the weather is actually going to be decent and we can continue to play outside.
0: I mean, there must be some kind of crazy computer program with all of the sports teams and everyone touring. Where they just, you enter the band and it goes, and like there's your routing of your He'll tour. It to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how it's For crazy. For all, all
1: your trucks and your crew and availability and yeah. all that shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine how they just, you know, it's just crazy that, that
1: they but... like never play in Florida anymore. Yeah. You know, they never go down to Miami once yeah, every five go- years. <laughs> When was the last time they played there? New Year's. In... Uh,
0: New Year's, 2000, what? 13, maybe
1: something like that. Something like
0: that? Yeah. Why? Well, we, I wasn't there for that. I wonder where I, me neither. Oh, cause I was having a kid. It was, must've been in 14. Cause Yale, Zach was born in 15.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't there either. I don't think, I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I went to. Yeah. Africa. Cool guys. <laughs> Africa tour forget Japan I mean, forget Europe let's go to Africa
0: <laughs> I hope they go to Japan it's my favorite country in the whole world and I agree if know. they go to
1: Japan it, a lot of people are going to be uh, very excited
0: I think so but you're right they have to go for the novelty of it like for the experience they're not going to 20,000 I mean,
2: That would be cool to recreate that magic from 40 years ago. And I get it now. It made sense hearing Jack say it a second time. I was like, you know what? I get that. Like, why not revisit, you know, those early days of those small, you know, playing in Burlington or the early 90s, you know? It would be cool for them. Yeah.
0: They're not doing it for the money. I mean, maybe they could film a documentary of their trip and then they could sell it to Netflix. And now they've paid for the tour. You know, I don't know. But Either way they should fuck it. they should do it. I'm in.
1: Yeah.
2: Me too. Me too. Okay,
0: well, Dan, so thank Mexico. you so
2: much for coming on, dude.
0: Thanks, guys. Will you come back? What? Let me tell you. Okay, Sweet. good. I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm always in the conversation whether I'm on it or not.
1: I it love good. it. Good. <laughs> yeah, you guys awesome. are doing
0: a great thing. it's so bald it's so cool you guys are doing this. Oh. You know.
1: We're trying Just to keep sit around busy, talking man.
0: about fish. You might as well record yourself doing it.
1: That's what we exactly. Thought.
0: You know, I especially you a in these jingle. Especially,
1: yeah. Especially. In Sorry, these, I haven't
0: done it yet. A bumper.
1: In, that's okay. Especially in these lulls between tour, you know, where, yeah. you know, there's only so much we can dig into without being hypercritical or hyper praising of what they're doing. There's
0: no way. Totally. Exactly. <laughs>
1: awesome All right, cool. guys cool guys thank, thank you. you so much you.
0: thank you this is fun let's do it see again. you buddy yeah okay talk okay. soon love you Take guys
1: care. love you bye